Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast. I am your host, Michael Boldea. And uh, no, this is not a recording. I know, just blew your mind. Uh, it is um, November the 26th, the year of our Lord 2020. It is Thanksgiving evening. And yes, I am here, live, with you, in studio. Um, because, well, uh, circumstances just worked out that way. I had a, we, had, we had an early lunch. Uh, my brother and his wife came over. Uh, the turkey is happily resting in me belly. So I uh, talked to the wife and I said, look, um, would you mind if I went into the studio for an hour and uh, did the rodeo program? And she said, no, not at all. I'll play with the girls. Uh, the girls have been in pajamas for the last uh, two days because uh, they, they've been off school. So they've been enjoying uh, their time with mama and daddy and getting uh, spoiled. Because y- you have to kind of spoiled, you know, uh, six-year-old and three-year-old girls. There's no way around it. Uh, I'm not talking anything excessive, but uh, they got to eat two kinds of pie today. They had apple and pumpkin, which was a treat. Uh, So, yes, it is Thanksgiving. And um, I've been thinking about this today. Um, hindsight makes you thankful for a lot of things you took for granted. I think that's a good way of putting it. Hindsight makes you thankful for a lot of things that you took for granted. Uh, Imagine how many things you would have been thankful for last year. If you'd known um, what what this year held, uh, it's it's been a roller coaster for many people. It's been a roller coaster that um, isn't done yet. And I had this discussion with with numerous friends, and I even mentioned it in a sermon at some point. I think that uh, a lot of people, including in Christendom. Uh, are, are, are reacting prematurely. If they think this is bad, uh, then as the old song goes, you ain't seen nothing yet. You know, it's... Uh... And I made this analogy because I think it's a good one. If you've ever been on a roller coaster and it's inching upward, ever upward, it's, uh, and it reaches the peak and it just sits there for a second. This is before the drop. This is before the corkscrew. This is before the loop-de-loop. It just sits there. And on every ride, I I remember this when I was younger and I used to frequent roller coasters uh, because, well, what else were you going to do in Southern California when you lived a mile and a half away from Disneyland? So uh, I remember that whenever I'd go on a roller coaster, before, before the nasty bits kicked in, before the corkscrews and the loop-de-loops and all the other things. Uh, just when you were at the top of it, you know, when, when it was just silence and you're looking out over the entire park and 
it's not moving. There was always that one person that started screaming their head off for no apparent reason. And and that's what a lot of believers are are, are doing in regards to the last days. Uh, it, it hasn't gotten bad. Uh, will it? I'm sure it will. How soon? Only God knows. These These are things within his dominion. These are things that he is in control of. So for me to, to, to put a timeline uh, on, onto the mind of God would be, well, presumptive or presumptuous, uh, I, rather. I, I have a feeling uh, that time is short. This is why uh, I, I've taken to appreciating every day uh, of peace, every day of sunshine, every day with my children, and um, I'm, I'm seeing what's happening in this country, and it's very reminiscent of how they operated back in the good old days of communism. Look, they, they need to take away every ounce of joy. They need to take away... Uh, the notion of community and family. This is this is the only way that they can get people to snitch on other people. This is the only way that they can get people to to basically be shut-ins uh, and and not live their lives thinking that if they stay shut in, if they break ties with the outside world, somehow they will live longer than it was their lot in life to live. Look, if, if we believe that the days of man are numbered by God, then we believe that the days of man are numbered by God, and nothing you or I can do, no, no face diaper or you know, a bathing yourself in Germex, will extend your life by a second. But even the church, some of it anyway, has bought into this. And uh, I, I actually had somebody who is, uh, well, I'm not going to say he's in spiritual authority over anyone. He, he thinks he's an elder. I don't know. But uh, sort of uh, took me to the woodshed for not wearing a mask. Brother, you're setting a bad example because people will infer that if you're not doing it, they shouldn't either. I'm all, you know what? Uh, people shouldn't infer anything other than Mike's not wearing a mask. That's it. If they know my name, which I, if they do, God bless. If they don't, no skin off my nose. But to infer anything more would would give me authority over them, which I do not claim. Just because I I choose to do or not do something doesn't mean they should follow suit. But I grew up in a system where subservience was... uh, Let's call it mandatory. And even though I left when I was nine years old, and even though uh, I, I remember my youth sparingly, one of the things that I've always fought against is the idea that I am somehow subservient to another man especially people running government nowadays, especially the state government, let's, let's be serious. I'm sorry. I, I will not bend my knee. I will not obey. 
It's not the law either, because there's there's believers that try to throw the Bible at you. Well, it says obey the law of the land. No, it's not a law though. You need to you need to understand what it is that they're angling towards. And what they're angling towards, uh, I've already seen this movie. I've already seen how it ends. I don't want to relive it. It wasn't good the first time. It won't be this time either. So whatever excuse they try to use, whatever uh, you know, straw man they try to put up, oh, no, that's, that's not what we want. This is what we want. It's a lie. Because that's how, that's how revolutions always start, by, by convincing ignorant people that it's not revolution that they're after, that it's not the overthrow of the current system, that it's not the undoing of everything that we deem as normal, that it's not the upturning of civilization so that snot-nosed kids with purple hair and septum piercings uh, can, can run the world the way they think. If these people get their way, it'll be like throwing a chicken into a den of wolves. We will get torn apart as a nation by every predator, by every alpha, by every strongman in this world that's just licking their lips and chomping at the bit to see slow Joe Biden taking the oath of office. It'll be open season. Not just on America, but on Americans in general, wherever they might be. Because when you project strength, strong men understand it. When you project weakness, strong men react viscerally. It's instinctual in their nature. To punish weakness. It's instinctual in their nature to take advantage of weakness. And that's where we are. I know. Happy Thanksgiving. Huh? Aren't there a whole bunch of things you would have been thankful for last year? If you knew how this year was going to turn out. And you know what? Uh, don't, Don't squander the opportunity to be thankful this year. Because you never know, you might look back on 2020 and go, huh, it wasn't that bad considering. Just a thought. Pardon me while I sip my beverage. Yes, it is coffee. Yes, it's late. But turkey makes me sleepy. And it was a delicious smoked turkey. Uh, And, uh, well, I, I need a little coffee to... You know, get the old giddy-up going. Um, now, a few weeks ago, I mentioned that if you don't have food set aside, or if you haven't, you know, put something in your pantry, it's probably a good idea that you would. Now, I don't know if it was just serendipity. I don't know if it was just a chance encounter, but... The other day, uh, I got a box of uh, food from uh, some friends. 
I believe they're in Texas, but I'm not sure. I will give you their um, website, though. Uh, and, and no, they're not a sponsor. We don't, we don't have sponsors, but I want to thank them because it was really nice of them. Now, seeing the kind of produce that, that they have, seeing the kind of products that they have, gave me an idea. And I'm thinking of starting a crowdsourcing or a crowdfunding to start this company off. Because to be honest with you, I, I, I looked in the box and when you see the kind of stuff that they have, you're like, eh, maybe Armageddon won't be that bad. Maybe the last days won't be that horrible a thing. It was, it was just like really healthy stuff. Uh, freeze-dried spinach, uh, all kinds of vegetable, a kai or a sai berries, all freeze-dried, stuff like that. I'm like, I don't need this healthy and this clean now. I never have. I'm a, I'm a you know, gas station pizza cat. I'm a morning breakfast sandwich that smells like gasoline from the local quick trip. And if you live in Wisconsin, you know what the quick trip is. Uh, so when I saw this stuff, it's just organic juice powders and all this stuff. And I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, it, it, it really was unexpected and it was really nice. I, I'm assuming you listen to the program or somebody that, is associated with this company, listens to the program, because uh, it would have been, uh, I, again, just too much serendipity. Uh, too, 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 too many things for it to be chance. Uh, for me to mention having some food set aside a couple of weeks ago and getting this box the other day. But uh, seeing uh, the, the high quality of the stuff they put out, I, I did see a niche market because quite honestly, if you've got this stuff in your pantry, I don't know how much you're praying for God to hold off judgment. I don't know how much you're praying for God to, you know, wait a little bit longer because man, you you got it made. You got freeze dried egg powder and mushrooms and all kinds of juices and veggies. It's like, ah, it's not going to be that bad. So here's my idea. Hear me out, bucketofgruel.net or .com. So basically, it's just buckets of table scraps. Because that way, it'll keep you motivated to pray for God to tarry. Because you'll know that all you have is a bucket of scrap. Just table scraps, just like fish heads and chicken claws and just chicken necks. For those of you, I, I, I like chicken liver, to be honest with you, even with my gout. I, I like chicken liver and I like chicken gizzards. I guess it's from uh, growing up in Eastern Europe and, you know, waste not, want not. But uh, just just the, all, all the nasty bits, just bucket of gruel. That's what it is. It, it's, it's right in between what these guys put out and, and what, you know, Jim Baker puts out. Jim Baker gives you the bucket of potatoes au gratin, uh, which, you know, if you saw the pictures, looks like, you know, mule snot, basically. And, and these guys, which, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't eat this healthy 
in freedom. I don't eat this healthy with, with the organic aisle begging, just beckoning to me. Now, now I don't, I'm not going to throw this stuff away. My wife will enjoy it. She, she likes eating healthy. Um, she's, she, I, she, she, she bought some weird, oh, yeah, kale. Who eats kale? My wife bought kale. Like, I don't know you anymore, but I still love you. I guess, you know, people grow apart. But I will accept you and your kale just because we have kids. But uh, I think my wife's going to get a kick out of this. Now, I'm going to give you guys uh, their website. They didn't ask for me to do this. Uh, I, I think I know who this is. I may have met them at a conference, but I'm not sure. But I appreciated the gesture. It was very nice. So if you're looking for uh, some uh, healthy things, I mean, I, you don't have to wait for the end of the world to, to eat some of this stuff because, honestly, I think if I started eating this stuff, uh, it would be like, like my body getting a new liver or a new heart. There's a 50-50 chance that it would just reject it because it, it wouldn't recognize it. They're like, what, what are you doing? Where's, where's the, the gas station pizza? What's this GMO-free stuff? So, uh, yeah. But, I mean, it, it's, it's called simplycleanfoods.net. So, again, go to them, uh, simplycleanfoods.net. They didn't ask, but I thought I'd give them a plug because it was very nice of them. Uh, I, I appreciate the gesture. I'm sure my wife will appreciate the product. And, yes, I will try them. It's not like I, 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 I've taken a, a Samsonian, you know, vow to, to not eat healthy. Uh, time, circumstances, the, the smell of gasoline and deep fried cheese together. It just gets to me. How can I, you know, pump gas and not get myself a you know, grilled cheese sandwich from a gas station. But this is, look, in my defense, because I know I'm going to get flack for this, and I know we're being a little tongue-in-cheeky, but it's Thanksgiving. We can't can't be talking about election fraud and the death of a constitutional republic and the onset of socialism every day, because right now we're, we're, we're... sort of seeing these things beginning to, you know, come to fruition. But we are going to talk about how to best prepare for the times that are coming. Because as one who has lived it, as one who has gone through it, uh, there are certain things that I know intuitively that most people won't in this country because they've never had to how do I put it? Be codependent of their neighbors. Uh, the best thing you can do uh, if you're not in a big city or uh, if is get to know your neighbors um, and, and get to know them well enough where you know what skill set each of them has. I know the, the neighbor on my right's a hunter. I know he's got freezers full of deer and elk meat. I know the neighbor on my left is a very good handyman, uh, good with electronics and other things. Uh, I, I, I know pretty much everyone within 
a block of where I live. It's a, it's, it's a, a suburban community. I live in a cul-de-sac. But we get together and we talk. And we don't really war game, but these are people that have lived enough life where they see what's coming and they understand that they need to make some sort of preliminary preparation. Uh, the best thing you can do right now, whichever way this election goes, because right now, uh, if God does do a miracle and, and, and you get another four years of this administration, uh, I, I guarantee you, four years hence, man, there's, there's no standout individual around whom the nation will coalesce and reject socialism because the up-and-coming generation, this, this generation of, of, of college students that's about ready to go into the workforce, when they hear words like free, it's catnip. We're going to forgive your student loan debt. Boom. Sign me up. Because, see, we're living in a generation and we're living in a country where we don't make stupid hurt. There should be consequences to being stupid. There should be consequences to stupidity. Now, I know I could find a different word other than stupid because someone might take offense. All right, ignorant. Is that better? Stupid. They're stupid. When you pick a four-year college, majoring in something where it gives you no marketable skill, it was a stupid choice, and you're now $150,000 in debt, working at McDonald's for ten twenty-five an hour, if that, thinking to yourself, but I have a college degree. Because nobody sat you down and smacked you across the face when you decided to major in hermaphroditic studies of the Nile River or some ridiculous thing. You could have gone to a trade school, kid, learn how to be a plumber, learn how to use a toilet plunger. There's plumbers making six figures a year. Easy. They've got so much work, they don't know what to do with it. They're like, I'm booked. Every plumber that I talk to, and yes, I know a few. I know. I, I, I know high-class, high-end folk. I know the creme de la creme of society. I know plumbers, uh, electricians, builders, flooring guys. Uh, I, I know a few rich people, too. But, uh, you know, the, the ones that I converse with most on a daily basis are, are the, the middle class rung of people, the people who work for a living, the people who have blisters on their hands, the people who come home from a day of work and have to take a shower because they're dirty and they sweat. And then they go to sleep and they wake up and everything's achy and they go back to work again because... With the sweat of your brow, you will earn your daily bread. It was a thing that God said. And those people that don't mind the sweat and those people that don't mind the blisters, those people are doing fine. And now you're going to ask those people 
chose a career that had a marketable skill, pony up and pay the debt of someone whose only marketable skill is asking, would you like fries with that, after four years of college. I don't know how that's going to play out. But it'll play with the young. It'll play with the ones that are looking for the handout. And oddly enough, sadly enough, more and more people in this country are looking for just that. They're looking for the handout. They're looking for the free stuff. They're looking for the gimme. And um, in four years, there will be another fresh batch of the gimmies. And at some point, the gimmies are going to outnumber the working class. And of course, they're going to tax the working class to the point that the working class is going to throw up its hand and go, what's the point? Give me two. And that, dear friends, in a nutshell, is how you get socialism or as sane people like to call it, communism. Oh, still hot. Very good. So even if it gets pushed back another four years. Not saying that it will, not saying that it won't, but if, even if, it gets pushed back another four years, it's still good to implement these things now. Get to know your neighbors, form a community, see what skills each individual brings to the table, And form enough of a bond where you can count on each other. See, I remember living uh, in Romania. And even though we didn't have cows, the neighbor next door did. Now, the neighbor next door didn't have pigs or chickens, but we did. Neither we or the neighbor to our right had sheep, but the guy on our left did. And so whenever we needed milk, we'd go to the neighbor with the cow with some eggs, and he'd give us milk, and we'd give him eggs. Whenever we needed sheep cheese, we'd go to the neighbor with some bacon, or some ribs, because every few months you'd, you'd take, uh, you know, little Porky on a, on a one-way trip out into the forest. And then you'd uh, backpack the meat out, as it were. And we didn't have, you know, what you'd call refrigeration. So everything was salted uh, and... Uh, Everything had to be dispersed and distributed quickly. But each neighbor had something that the other needed. And so even though you'd walk into a store and everything was bare, even though you'd walk into a store and there was nothing to have, I, I don't remember there being a day when we didn't have milk. I don't remember there being a day when we didn't have eggs or uh, sheep cheese or whatever else we needed. The only thing that we had to be dependent on government for, and, and we'd used to get those ration cards was like flour and sugar. 
But uh, my uncle up the hill uh, <laughs> started uh, growing uh, bees. He, he, he became a beekeeper. And so he, he had honey every year. And he'd jar it up and, well, you know, you, I'll take a jar of honey for how many eggs? And that's the way it worked. See, the people I feel sad for. And, and the only reason I feel sad for them is because it's Thanksgiving and I, I, I feel a little more empathy around Thanksgiving than normal. The people I feel sad for today, because tomorrow, no, they deserve it. They, they deserve every heart-wrenching, uh, teeth-gnashing, wailing, just clawing at their own faces moment they're going to have. Is, is all these dumb kids walking around thinking they want communism and socialism in places like Portland and L.A. and Seattle uh, because they're going to be hurting. See, if you live out in the rurals, as it says, you know, flyover country, <laughs> what do those hicks know? They don't know nothing. Look at them. Acres of land, they grow their own corn, they have their own chickens, they have their own sheep, they have their own cows. Why can't they just go to the green grocer and have them just pack this stuff for them? I mean, come on. Why would you want to have a cow around your house? Well, because you can wake up in the morning and milk it. And your kids will have milk. Or you can churn the milk and make butter. And butter makes everything better. You see, because uh, this, this is the way it's been throughout history, though. The, the people that, that think they're head and shoulders above everyone else uh, wake up to realize just how foolish they've been all along. And the people that they mocked and the people that they derided and the people that they looked their noses down on will carry on and will survive. So like I said, it's, it's, it's the people clamoring for socialism that I feel saddest for because they have no community. They have no one that they could depend upon if the green grows, yeah. Or what's that goofy place where everything is over? Oh, Whole Foods. If Whole Foods stop bringing in Whole Food, uh, they've got nowhere to go. They'll starve. They'll die. And you know what? Today, I feel empathy for you. Tomorrow, Thanksgiving's over. I have to be a realist. Stupid has to hurt. In order for you to avoid making the same mistake over and over again, the mistake you make has to hurt you to the point that you will no longer do as you have done so that you do not have the same results going forward. And right now we just have too many safety nets. We have too many social blankets where it doesn't matter how much, of a, how much of a buffoon you are. It doesn't matter how many things you do wrong consecutively. There's always some program. There's always something there to bail you out. And then at some point, You get bailed out so often. You get bailed out 
so many times that you come to expect it. It becomes an expectation on their part to be able to be foolish, to be able to be stupid, and get bailed out by somebody. And when at some point they are no longer bailed out, when at some point the system can no longer sustain their foolishness, they get angry and they get bitter, and they start doing their best to undermine the system. So, it's coming. Whether sooner or later, it's coming. Whether in two months or in four years and two months, we're going to start seeing these things. And the best fail-safe that you have, the best thing that you can do in order to mitigate the effects of what's about to descend on this country is form relationships with your neighbors, have a community, and understand that if you can count on each other, you won't have to be dependent upon the system. Because that's, that's where everything is headed. That's, that's what they're hoping for. That's what they're trying to accomplish. Dependence on the system. Because when someone is dependent on a governing body, when someone is dependent on a government, when someone is dependent on a system, when someone is dependent on an individual, that government, that system, or that individual has complete power over the person who is dependent upon them. And because they have complete power, they can... And it's not even make. All all you have to do is insinuate, and they'll do it. But you can make them do whatever you want. Because they know that if for some reason they disobey, if for some reason they get out of line... the rug will be snatched from beneath them and they'll find themselves in, the, in, in just horrific situations. So the name of the game here is don't be dependent on the system. Find ways not to be dependent. Because only when you find ways to not be dependent, only when you find ways to remain independent, can you still have a voice. I'm not dependent on anyone other than God. And so I will have a voice longer than most people who are now cowering and caving and, oh my, let's, let's, let's pull back a little bit because, you know, they're going to come for us. They're going to come for you no matter what. The only question is, will they come sooner or later? They will get to you eventually. Even if you are a coward and cower in the corner and keep your mouth shut and say nothing because 
You don't want to draw attention. And that's what they're counting on. Right now, understand, look, understand this. And I wasn't going to talk about this. I was, I was going to, you know, try to crowdfund my genius idea of bucket of gruel. But, you know, I, I'm going to talk about it because it needs to be talked about. You need to understand the situation. As of now, they are in the minority, and they do not have power. The only thing that they can hope for, the only thing that they're counting on, is that enough people keep their head down, enough people keep quiet, enough people keep silent, enough people say nothing until they get power. And then it won't matter anymore. Because once they have power, baby, they're going to wield it. And that's the truth of it. So right now, they're, just, they're, they're hoping enough people stay quiet and, 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 until they get a hold of the levers. I, you know what? Stay quiet at your own risk. What can I say? I have to be able to look my kids in the eye. I have to be able to look in the mirror and know that I said what I needed to say when I needed to say it. And that's so I could live with myself. I'm, I'm, I can't. I can't be one of these two-faced, duplicitous people. I can't. It's not in my nature. I don't know how some people do it. I, 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 I look at some even Christians, even spiritual leaders, just just standing there lying to your face. And you can see in their countenance that they know they're lying, but they're doing it anyway. And you have to wonder, how, how, how do these people sleep at night? How is it that they can lay their head down on a pillow and and not be flummoxed to the point of just not being able to get any rest. I, uh, look, the Bible talks about men who had their consciences seared. I'm seeing more and more of those individuals. And the scary thing is that supposed believers with supposed discernment aren't catching on. They're not, they're not seeing the duplicity. They're not seeing the seared conscience. And my question is, how can you not when it's so obvious? <sighs> it's Thanksgiving. Be thankful. I know, I, I, I know it sounds... Oh. I, some 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 people just rolled their eyes. I felt it. I felt some people roll their eyes. What do you mean be thankful? Well, you know, Paul writes to the Thessalonians. And he tells them three things that is incumbent for them to do because this is God's will for them in Christ. 
The first thing they're told to do is to rejoice always. The second thing is to pray continually. And the third is to give thanks in all circumstances. Uh, I think this is like in, in 1 Thessalonians 5. Crack the book open, read through the chapter. I'm sure you'll find something along these lines. So these are, these are the three fundamental things that Paul writes to the Thessalonians and tells them they should be doing. Not because Paul tells them to do it, not because Paul thinks it's a good idea, not because Paul encourages it, but because this was God's will for them in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. So let's, let's, let's break this down. Because I, I guess we're going to get into a little teaching, just, just not just about giving thanks, not just about thanksgiving, but about our, our, our state of mind. The way, the way we should see the world around us and the way we should be. While we are here, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. It sounds easy, doesn't it? It's a solid prescription, man. I mean, you do these three things consistently you do these three things with sincerity of heart and you've got something that 98% of the world still looking for rejoice always not not just when things are going good not just when things are going your way not just when the sun is shining and the birds are chirping Not just when you're seeing rainbows, but even when you're seeing storm clouds. Even when the future doesn't look so bright overall. Even when there is objectively reasonable reason for concern. Still rejoice. Paul, Paul's not telling the Thessalonians to fake it till they make it. Paul's not telling the Thessalonians to have one of these. I, I, I know everyone's seen this smile where the, 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 the merriment and the joy doesn't reach the eyes. There, there are certain middle-aged ladies that are really good at this where they just smile with their lips. But there's there's no joy. There's no joviality in the eyes. You know that it's the fakest smile ever. That's not what Paul's talking about. Because I've seen some people where they're, <laughs> they're, you don't know if they're crying or laughing. You're like, all right, I need to back away slowly just in case they have a sharp pencil. 
that's, that's not what Paul's talking about. He's talking about sincerely rejoicing. Be, be joyful always. Rejoice always. Not because of your circumstances, but in spite of them. Not because of the things you have or don't have. But because of who resides in your heart. Rejoice always. The second thing Paul tells the Thessalonians to do is to pray continually. See, we, we've gotten into the very bad habit of praying only when we need something from God. When things turn bad, when the waters get choppy, when everything begins to shake, that's when we start to pray. But Paul's counsel is to pray always, continually. There will always be someone or something for you to pray about. There will always be a supplication that you can bring before the Lord. There will always be a heart desire that you can verbalize. And the more time you spend with God and the more time you spend in His presence and the more time you spend in prayer the closer you will grow in your relationship with him. And the closer you grow in your relationship with him, the better you begin to hear his voice. The sad reality is that there are self-proclaimed believers who have never heard the voice of God, who have never felt the presence of God the way they ought to. And it's because their relationship with God was always superficial. They didn't pray continually. They just pray when they needed something or when they'd gotten themselves into a situation that they saw no way out of And so they decided, hey, good time to pray. No, pray continually. Because it's a joyful thing to be in the presence of God. You pray continually, not not because it's a chore or it's a job or it's something, oh, man, I got to do this again. It's, It's like the people who drag their feet to service every Sunday. It's not a chore. It's a high honor to be in the presence of God. It's a high honor to spend time with Him. So pray continually. And the third thing that 
Paul said to the Thessalonians was that they ought to give thanks all circumstances. That's a broad swath right there, isn't it? All circumstances. If you've got your Bible, and, and what I'm saying really isn't First Thessalonians 5, which I believe it is. I've, I've read it often enough where I, I'm somehow uh, somewhat uh, certain that First Thessalonians 5 is where you will find this particular, particular verse. And if you are there, just circle the word all. See, there, there are people, because I'm not going to call them preachers or evangelists, there are people who have spent the better part of the last four decades telling you that God wants you to have straight teeth, be wealthy, happy, have a McMansion and a boat and a 13-car garage because 12 just won't do. Now, if this were the case, then Paul's counsel to the Thessalonians really wouldn't make much sense, would it? What do you mean in all circumstances? I mean, come on, it's, it's prosperity, baby. Of course I'm going to give thanks when I've got my jet and my million-dollar car and my $10 million house. Actually, you won't. Because the more people have, the, the, the more they tend to forget God. Just, just a thought, just an aside. However, Paul tells the Thessalonians that in all circumstances they ought to give thanks. And if you sit down and think about it, maybe have a pen and a pad and start writing it out, you'd be amazed, just in shock about how many things you have to be thankful for, about how many things I have to be thankful for. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. On this Thanksgiving Day, my hope and prayer is that you do give thanks in all circumstances. Because we may look at the situation this year. It's amazing that, that we're talking about an entire year, just just 12 months of just everything being upside down. But it would be easy to look on this year and go, ah, well, at least this is as bad as it'll get. Um, biblically speaking, no, it's not. Here's a, 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 a mind bender for you. What if 2020 is as good as it's ever going to be? What, what if this is the peak? What if this is as good as it gets? And it's only downhill from here. 
What are we supposed to do then? Well, rejoice and pray and give thanks. That's still what we're supposed to do. Rejoice always. Pray continually. And give thanks in all circumstances. So, God knows what tomorrow brings. And if God knows what tomorrow brings, he also knows that you're counting on him. He also knows that he will need to make a way. And he will. He is God. He is able. And because we know that he is God, because we know that he is able, because we know that he will make a way, we, we can rejoice. And we can give thanks. And we can pray continually. So I, I, I hadn't planned on going here today. I, I wanted to be a little more jovial. But um, hopefully that was for somebody. And you needed to hear it. And if you did, then God bless you. Uh, again, uh, to the folks at simplycleanfoods.net, thank you for the package. I appreciate it. I'm sure my wife will enjoy it. And, and I, I will watch her enjoy it and even dip a finger into whatever she makes once in a while and get, get my veggies in. I, it's, I, I know. It's a horrible diet. Uh, what can I do? But really, I do appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, it was unexpected. And like I said, uh, better stuff than I eat right now. So uh, I, I guess the, the end times won't be that bad after all if this is the stuff we're going to be munching on. Uh, but I, I, I do think that my idea can, can get a little traction. So uh, for those of you that want to help with the, with the crowdfunding of a Bucket of Gruel, uh, let me know. We'll discuss uh, table scraps for all. Because, you know, it's, you have to have some sort of motivation to pray for God to tarry. And if you're just eating organic stuff, uh, you know, GMO-free, simply organic, just all kinds of goodies, eh, you're like, ah, that's not going to be that bad. But if all you've got is bucket of gruel, table scraps from every table, uh, then, then, then you'd, you'd probably, you know, bend the knee a little more often and go, oh God, please don't. So just a thought, uh, you know, I'm here to help. I'm an idea man. What can I say? But again, thank you to the folks at Simply Clean Foods. I know it's no, it's not, it's not, they're not a sponsor and it's not a paid advertisement. Cause I know what some of you are thinking. Oh, he's no, they're good people. How do I know? Because I think I met them at a conference in Texas. And you know what? I, good people do good things. Let's put it that way. I know. There's no such thing as good. Come on. It's Thanksgiving. Can we please, please, with the self-righteousness, please? 
just once, just a little bit, just for today. I came in here and it's live, at least for today. Please, for the love of all that's holy, don't pontificate. (laughs) Just agree with the idea. Good people do good things. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for the, the simply clean foods that I don't eat on an average day, but will hopefully try and like at some point in the future. Until next time, may God bless you and keep you. May you smile. Smiling's good for you. Rejoice. Pray. And thank him in all circumstances. Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mike. Well, we know one thing. We know that trouble times are right around the corner. And I I, I think the gist of what Mike's saying today is we're going to look back and we're going to see how God blessed and gave us this grace period of time, I believe, with President Trump for sure. And if if it would go to Biden and he would uh, somehow get this election, things are going to change drastically. And persecution is going to be ramped up big time. Laws are going to change. And all the things that we have fought for, pro-life, pro-marriage, all these things, uh, a lot of them are going to be much more difficult to uh, fight for. So... Mike said, enjoy the day. Enjoy every day is a gift and a blessing from the Lord. And we have a lot to thank the Lord about uh, for. Um, But hard times are coming, and they're going to be probably unprecedented hard times. And uh, so just just thank God because, you know, I think what Mike said, you know, 2020, you know, what's to say after this? It gets worse, and we don't have even a year like this again. Um, that's a that's a pretty profound thought. So let's just thank the Lord every day, lift his name up and not be fearful and not give in to this goofy fear and socialistic power trip that many people are trying to put us under. And uh, trust the Lord with all our heart, lead not on our own understanding, acknowledge him in all thy ways and he will direct our path. Thank you for listening to the light of truth. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are all